Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. Thanks so much for making us part of your day today. It is noon on the east and, of course, nine on the west. Craig and Joe here with you. Many different ways you can watch this show, whether it is on Zumo TV, Pluto TV, Stir. Of course, we're also on many different streaming platforms. You can watch the video, just listen to the audio, however you want to do it. But I would recommend for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, maybe it's a replay, Go ahead and uh, like and subscribe to the show, if you wouldn't mind. And if, especially if you're listening on iTunes, you can give us a five-star rating. That certainly would help as well mm-hmm. as we continue to deliver not just reality content, but fantasy content as well. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, with some downtime, it gives us a chance to take a look at some of the things that happened in our past. Yesterday, we touched on the 1980 through 1989 fantasy draft that we mm-hmm. conducted on Monday. And next week, we'll be back to talk about 1990 through 1999. But why is it, Joe, that a lot of the great baseball movies, and we're going to get into this in just a little bit, but why is it that all the great baseball movies were back, I think, sort of in that 80s, 90s era as well? Like, it's become harder and harder for them to pull off a good baseball movie in the last decade. I think Moneyball is probably the only one that even comes close. That, and that's it. I mean, yeah, you go down the list of... of... The classics that we've seen, I, I know earlier times too, you know, I think the, um, even the 50s and 60s had some, uh, some classic baseball movies as they were doing stories. Oh, yes, Jackie Robinson yeah, story. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, the 80s and 90s was a great storytelling uh, era in, in movies uh, for a lot of different reasons, obviously. Uh, you didn't get a lot of uh, superhero movies, uh, you know, like every other one that you see out in the That's movie theaters the, the today. That's now. Yeah. yeah, that is. Do you, do you get into that, by the way? Do no, you watch all of those? No, I'm not 12. I haven't so. seen any of them, man. No, no I think the like last Avengers, one I saw was... Everyone, everyone loves it and says it's so great, and I'm sure it is. I'm not Which knocking one? it at all. Which one? The Avengers movies? Oh, uh, yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> I haven't I, watched any of them. No, and then, heaven forbid, that you actually mention this one's a Marvel, one's a DC, and if you mix them, it's like, I'm like, I, I don't. You know, The Incredible Hulk, but I'll take Lou Ferrigno, you know what I mean, for 100 bucks. Um, yeah, like I, I feel it. like I'm real hip and I'm into all the things that are happening right now. I'm very aware of artists and, and mm-hmm. apps and everything, but for I just I cannot get around to and I guess that there's like a specific order that you could watch all of the Avengers movies, but yes. I just I just haven't pulled the trigger on that. Yep. I don't know why. And yep. and even with this time that we have off, essentially to just 
stream and watch anything but sports over the next, who knows, month or two. Right. I don't see myself doing it. No, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, one here or there, but I think really if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Uh, but again, you, you got guys that are just fanatical about it, uh, very much like sports fans. You know, you've got that favorite team, that favorite player, and you know everything about it. It's the same thing with, you know, the comic books and the comic book characters. And if you are an Iron Man fan, then there isn't a thing you haven't seen with Iron Man in it. And I appreciate yeah. that. No, it's not my too. thing, but yes. Were you were you into comic books as a kid? Did you no. have any comics? No? no. I was in I actually I cards. actually did have a lot of 80s comic books and, did you really? and a few years ago. Yeah, me and my brother, my younger brother, we used to collect. And I went back and like baseball well, baseball cards still do have some mm -hmm. value, but I went back and I looked at like the prices of all of the 80s comic books that I thought, and okay. man, they're worth nothing. Yeah. Comic books just Crazy. went to zero. Yep. Like the first Spider-Man's worth a lot, you know? Yes. But, but yep. But, Anything pre-1980 is just... No, it's, it's toasted. Garbage. Yeah, it makes... No, I... I, and I went I to a store a to try and did. sell them. I walked in, I'm like, how much for this? They're like, oh, you know, I guess we can give you $50 for all oh, of them. Like, okay. What? Yeah, like, no, wow. I'm just like... And then, of course, the stupid person to me, I'm like, no, I'll hang on to them and wait. Of course you will. Home, you know? Exactly. Of course you will. And I, I can't possibly do that. Yeah, well, and the thing of all the baseball cards, too, that I could have had that uh, we would use uh, for... All different, uh, all different activities too that we probably just ruined. Uh, but that was, I was a baseball card guy. I would collect those. I was too. Yeah. And that was, you know, every time those new packs and the ice cream trucks would roll around, you know, it was uh, grab the latest tops. Then Fleer came out. We were like, oh, we right. don't like the gum. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't like the gum. No way. Give me tops. And, uh, and but these comic book folks, they. They are diehards. I give them that, man. And the cosplay people dressing up at the characters, it's, it's, it's fanatical. It's its own sports league. It really is. I mean, it's its own fanatical, just Listen, like sports. If, if, if this pandemic goes on another three months, we're going to yep. be doing that on Fantasy Sports today. I'm going to have me. to dress up as the Black Widow. Yes, uh, We're going to have no choice. Yes, exactly I mean, it. You yes. know, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be Iron Man and you could be the Black Widow. No, or... no, no problem. We can work that out, man. But I'll take the classics, though. Give me, give me Spider-Man. Give me Superman. Give me some of those. Uh, I thought Captain America was a little iffy anyway. Uh, and so is the movies, it turns out. But yeah, no, G.I. Joe, you know, the classic. Oh, I was, I was into G.I. Joe big yep. time. Yeah, I still have those little army. Do movies, you really? I think. Yeah, so my mother saved everything. Yeah, they're everything. worth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Every now and then, though, when my mother cleans, they'll, they'll all of a sudden be a box for me to pick up. And when I go there, and it's, I'm like, my, how did you even hold on to this? Like, what, seriously? That's good. But, yeah, she, like, you still have dope. this? It's like, I, and what were you doing in the attic? I'm like, get, what is wrong with you? You're like, <laughs> you, you, like, show up with your mom at, at your mom's house after the team didn't cover by four Exactly. Like, hey, mom, how's it? Oh, this G.I. Joe box? I'll take that off your hands. You and I'm loading that. boxes into the truck. I'm like, come on. Unbelievable. You're, you're, you're sending over, uh, like, uh, the, the Snake Eyes figure for G.I. Joe for 50 bucks to pay off a bet. Exactly correct. Yes. Yeah. You can, you can pay in G.I. Joe's. That is that uh, for a rainy day fund. Yes, absolutely. We've, we've got those. They never seem to go out of stock either it's amazing oh, oh, no nope. all right so uh <laughs> let, let's kick around some uh old baseball movies and i'm gonna kind of go through uh my favorites we'll get joe's favorites as well like this top uh, maybe, five of yours you, you know i i gotta before we we do the top five my number one is the natural 
And so many people, Joe, they knock the natural. A lot of people do. They say that it's not realistic and it was just so far out there. And I, I don't. I, I guess there are just a lot of people out there that, that don't think that this is the best baseball movie of all time. But I don't know. For some reason, that's the one that I. That's my go-to man. Like I just Roy Hobbs no, playing for the New York Knights and from. I, I just I love that movie no, so much, man. No better. It takes a bullet, disappears, show back up at the end. You know, a little older. I, there's just none. No better story. The Bat Boy, you know, the whole thing is just... Yeah, one, yeah wonder bat. If you weren't crying or cheering at the end of that movie, like, I don't know, then you don't love baseball. You don't, you're, you're a pseudo-baseball fan, and you, you know, you're just, you're dead inside anyway, because that was just... That was just you're, you're dead inside. <laughs> you got no feelings. The purists, you're, you're, though, are like, nah, it's not realistic. Oh, like, come on. Of course, I mean, he hit the cover off the ball. Like, when does that ever happen? Of course, to me, it's, it's all about selling it the swing was there, you know what I mean? It was, you got to be able to sell nothing worse than sports movies where obviously the actors have never played a sport in their entire oh. life. So that drives me absolute bonkers. That was not the case in, this, uh, in that movie at all. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look. Here's my top five uh, baseball movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got the natural number one. That's not number one for a lot of people. I get you. I understand. Uh, Field of Dreams, I'm going with number two. I, I could have put Field of Dreams one. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a separation for me between those two. God, I hated that movie. The rest of my list. Um, I got The Sandlot 3. My mm. son actually has watched The Sandlot many times. He's a big fan of that movie. And that's a great, that's probably the best uh, kids baseball movie of all time, yes. I think. Uh, yes. Major League is number four for me. Um Loved, loved that movie as good as the first one was. We'll get into the Absolutely. second one in a minute. But yeah, I mean, having Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen, an iconic baseball movie, Corbin Burtson is Absolutely. there as well. Absolutely, yep. And then I had number five, uh, A League of Their Own. I was going back and forth between this one and Bull Durham. I feel bad that I don't have Bull Durham here for some reason. Um, I liked Bull Durham a lot, but I, I kind of like that League of Their Own was a really special movie and it and and some huge lines from that movie too that everyone still talks about to this day. So, uh, Joe, how would you how would you rank uh, these movies? Am I close? Good? I, yeah. Anything around? I'm with you. I'm a natural guy. So I uh, Robert Redford in that movie was just to me um, none better. Love that natural to me. That was really the baseball. The baseball guy, anybody that's ever played or has been around that game, uh, everybody I know loved that movie. Field of Dream, I hated. I just absolutely, really? I hated. Oh, okay. Oh, if you build it, they're coming in the middle of Iowa in a cornfield. Like, kiss my please. You know, you got Shoeless okay, Joe walking out of the cornfields. Kiss my. Ray Liotta, absolutely right? not. Ray Liotta. I'm like, ah, James Earl Jones. I'm like, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's nice. It's a good storytelling movie, but. Yeah, no. Um, to me, also, Bull Durham has got to be at the top. I would always put the okay. natural, then Bull Durham. Okay, that's uh, fair. I think that's fair. Then I would put uh, Major League uh, up there, too, because there was just the wild thing and Euchre with the calls, and it's just kind of hard, uh, kind of hard not to, uh, not to like that there. And, um, you know, League of Own, you got a point there with uh, League of Her Own. Uh, that really was with Tom Hanks and... Uh, that story Rosie was O'Donnell and Madonna yep. and yep. Gina Davis. Yep. Like, and, and I just remember how many people were talking about that movie when it was in the theaters too. And 
And yeah, I mean, I have. There's some other choices we'll get into in a little bit, but I, I think I would have that there. If, if I if I had to do one thing, yeah. Well, you're, take- there's another one you're missing too that is in, and I'm shocked uh, to tell you the truth. But to me, um, the bad news bears has got to be. Oh yeah, on there. I, yeah, that I mean, was, and, and you know what? I that was like my honorable mention. Did but, you? Did you? Yeah. But I could, yeah. I could have easily put it in. There. Yeah. I mean, I could have easily put that. In. Yeah. No, Walter I, I think that was just. Yep. I think I've, I think what's happened is it, it was the bad news bears was so long ago that we just kind yep. of yep. You know, forgot about it. But yep. yeah, you're right. I, I think that 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 could definitely be in there as yep. well. Um, okay, but oh. The, the problem is with all the great movies that we've seen in the last 30 years in baseball, right. we've seen a lot of bad ones, too. We have. These are awful. And so I didn't go five deep on this one, right. but I did want to give my three worst uh, baseball movies of all time. So all right. let's, let's let's dive roll. into those. Let's see well. it. Oh, boy. Uh, the Fan is the worst baseball movie I've ever oh. seen. Robert De Niro playing yeah. this deranged fan of yep. Wesley Snipes who... They basically were saying this is Barry mm-hmm. Bonds without saying this is Barry Bonds. That's I mean, correct. That's basically what they did. Yep. And then Robert De Niro, he's trying to you know, knock him off. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so unrealistic. Yep. And they tried to recapture Wesley Snipes' glory of being Willie Mays Hayes, of course, in Major League. Yep. And they tried to build on that, and it was a disaster. I went to see it in the movies because I know they were filming it in San Francisco, so it yep. looked like a good flick to go see. But no, it was. I mean, some people have actually said they like this movie. I don't know how. I, yeah. I thought it was it was brutal. Um, a lot of people think Ed is the worst baseball movie of all time. Yeah. A lot of people have that I, at one. Terrible. Matt, Matt LeBlanc and yes. a monkey awesome. involved in it. Uh, awful. It was just unwatchable. And yep. and look, this is one of those movies where Matt LeBlanc is on Friends. He's mm-hmm. Joey. Yep. They go to him and say, Hey, look, here's a million dollars. Does it really matter what you do? He right. says no. I'll take the money. Yep. And and the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, horrible movie. And then I hate to do it, but Major League Two was brutal. Major yeah, League Two was awful. Some should be redone. Yep, I agree. They, they, and and they it was a bad it's a bad sign when a lot of the stars don't come back to make the movie, which was indicative of this one in particular. A lot of them did not come back to make Major League Two. Yep, that's correct. And there's and there's a reason for that. Yeah. It, it was. It was just almost unwatchable, and so that's gonna you know round off my. Uh, that's a good my, list, and I'll give you. I'll throw another one out there. Fever pitch, that sucked too. That was Fever just pitch, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit overdone. Red, Red Sox, Drew stuff, Barrymore, yeah. uh, Mister Three Thousand was another one uh, that was just like, oh god, the Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I can't do that one. Uh, I forgot either. about that one. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, it's forgettable. That's uh, that's the how whole about, point of that. Um, how, you know, the 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 one who's known for doing the most baseball movies is Kevin Costner. Yes. Um, for the love of the game. Great. What? what would you like that? That was terrible. That was all. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was. I mean, it was. It wasn't as bad. Like rookie of the year was just awful. Um, Angels was, in the outfield. That was okay. Uh, yeah, you know, you got uh, a better. Uh, uh, the rookie. How about the rookie? The story about the pitcher on the. Rays? I like that. I actually enjoyed that a lot. I, I thought Eight Man Out was good. Oh, that was a good one. Um, and I think yeah, the was. first baseball movie I ever watched was, uh, of course, I think my father made me watch it, was The Pride of the Yankees right? Uh, course, with, yeah. with uh, Gary Coop. And that was really my, I think that was my first baseball movie experience. And then uh, from then on it, and then, yeah, there, yeah, some of those were just terrible. But 
I thought Eight Man Out was really good too, as well. Yeah, that was a good one. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. The story about the uh, White Sox scandal, the yep. Black Sox scandal. Black Sox scandal, yeah, it was well done. Yeah. Million I, Dollar I just, Arm was another one. I don't know if you had a chance to see that one. Oh, yeah, uh, with the two guys from, uh, was it Africa? Uh, or, India, I think it was. India, uh, yeah, Africa. Yep. India, yeah, yep. India. Yep. And uh, that was also, well, you know, well done after most of those have been done. But you, to your point, the 80s and 90s were... They produced the movies, yeah. And, and look, now I think that we'll end up getting some really good documentaries. And yes. ML, MLB Network is doing a great job of those. They've, they've done a ton of... Really um, good. Just of former stories and players that have happened around the game, and I think those are good. But That's actually right. in the theater, I mean, it may be a sidebar. I will tell you... One of the best five-minute clips ever in baseball in a movie. Ooh. And I showed it to my son the other day. Okay. The Naked Gun. Oh, you, with the, the remember original. Remember Leslie Nielsen? With, with the original, yeah, yes, absolutely. As the umpire and then Enrico Palazzo. And... I gotta yeah, be, that, that I, five or ten I, minutes I where he was trying up. to figure out who the killer was that and it was Reggie Jackson, fantastic. right? I must kill the queen. Right? Absolutely fantastic. Great call. Very good call. Yeah, that was. I, mean, that, I just remembered that. That's awesome. Yeah. I am pulling Here, that one up. Right. Did you like Forty Two? I don't know if you watched it. If you it was uh, okay. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't bad and, at all. And Sixty One was okay. Yeah, um, the yeah Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris. Yeah. I, I, I listen. What, if it's a if it's a baseball movie, I'm going to watch it. Right. But I just have that standard of the ones that we've talked about earlier yes. in the uh, yep. segment. That it's just hard for me to. Yep. Back into it. Uh, all right. Yeah, um, very tough. So yeah. So I think we covered them all. I think we covered them all. Tomorrow, the ones we're talking. Movies. Yes. Football movies on the show. Then basketball movies. Keep it know. rolling, people. Yeah. Yep. All right. Content continues right here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. We'll take a quick time out, but don't go anywhere. We're back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri on tomorrow's show. We'll get back into a little baseball, a little fantasy baseball talk, but of course a quiet time for baseball with the NFL making a lot of the news. And so 
Let's dive into a couple of other interesting topics that are going on around the NFL and how they could potentially affect fantasy football. Uh, look, I, I congratulate Nick Foles for all the things that he's been able to accomplish. There's no doubt about that. Yep. The things that he did with the Philadelphia Phillies essentially got him to the position where he got paid. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he took his time with it, too. He went back to Philadelphia even the year after he ended up winning the Super Bowl. There was some mm-hmm. talk that maybe he would retire. And Foles' career will be remembered for that run that he had with Philly. Absolutely. Of course, the Philly special and winning the Super Bowl. You can't take any of that away from him. Uh, eventually, it's time to get paid. And you can't ever blame someone for going down that road. So he did, Joe. And he chose to take that contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Got hurt almost immediately with them. And then came back about midseason. And, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew was struggling a little bit. It came after the bye. They put Nick Foles in. I, I would say that Nick Foles had the single worst game of any NFL quarterback that I saw play last year. Like, he looked worse yep. than anyone. Yep. Now, I get that Jacksonville is going to go with Gardner Minshew. It makes mm-hmm. some sense. He's probably a capable starting quarterback. It looks like Jacksonville's going tank mode for 2020. At least that's kind of the way that I view it. I feel like they've just decided, hey, look, what well, we had wasn't working. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had Bortles there for a while. I mean, no, nothing seems to work. Uh, but Foles is an interesting story because even after mm-hmm. not really looking good at all with Jacksonville and, and the Jaguars essentially saying that we made a mistake in signing him a year later today, it's official. He can still make $6 million this season, Joe, because he's in incentives because he's restructuring his contract essentially right. to be able to get out of Jacksonville and go to Chicago. Yes. So that does beg the question here at this point. Yep. Yeah. If there is a training camp, mm-hmm. Is there a legitimate competition, or are the Bears essentially moving away from Trubisky with the signing and going directly to Nick Foles as the star? So, I listen, I was, Tom Coughlin uh, was a big reason why uh, Foles was, was in Jacksonville to begin with, and then once Tom Coughlin uh, was gone, then obviously they were doing everything good to move on to a, a new era and a new time there, uh, which is good, eh? and I'm glad they do because it's, uh, it's time for a cleaning of the house in that organization. But Foles going to Chicago, do I think Trubisky is, Trubisky's going to get every shot once again this year to, to fail. The only difference is he's going to be given a shot to win that job. If there is any doubt, any doubt uh, in that organization's mind about whether or not he can actually get the job done, I don't think there's going to be one of these, like in years past, let him play to four games, let him... You know, let him get in there. I don't. I think that uh, without a doubt, they will uh, they will bench him game one. If in training camp they don't feel like he's that much better or at least equal to, um, it, it's not going to happen. They are going to move on from him. Absolutely no problem. And it'll happen quickly, I think, too. So, uh, which is kind of hard for him, but he's got to win that job right out of training camp. Otherwise, it's they'll go with Nick Falls, and it'll be Nick Falls' team. Yeah, I cannot believe the numbers uh, mm. on this full contract that Jacksonville signed him to. Uh, well, he was 0-4, basically, with the Jaguars yeah. as a starter, Nick Foles. $45 million guaranteed for one season, Joe, because they right. got out of that. I mean, that's that right. just staggering money. And it yep. also shows you that with these quarterbacks that we talked about earlier in the show, you don't even have to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL to get paid massive amounts of that's dollars. And, and I think that... You know, I just don't understand how there can be so many good teams in college football 
and how there can be so much talent in college football, but yeah. we can't find 20 good quarterbacks to play in the NFL? Why is that? It's around the world, we can't find that for some reason. It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? Um, I, it's so hard. 32, there's only 32 positions in the whole world here. And there's, and, and there's not 32 good ones. And there's three good, like, really upper echelon. Good. It's amazing. It really, it's the hardest job in the world to fill. But... Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there, there's some jobs within that, that guys can have sustained some pretty long careers, uh, just being a backup. I mean, look at McGown, how long he lasts. I think Andy Dalton's a guy that can hang around. Fitzpatrick can hang around. Um, you know, there's that level of guys that they're not good enough to, to by themselves, take the team to another level. Although Nick Foles was that kind of and, you know, product of his environment. So didn't work out when, uh, you know, when he was with the Rams. Uh, you know, didn't work out necessarily in Kansas City, but boy, did it work out in Philadelphia for him. And there's no turning back. Once he's got that ring, that MVP. Uh, but again, he didn't do it himself. He had the right pieces at the right time, good to go. He's not a guy that is good enough to elevate everything around him where he can carry the team until everyone catches up. He's a great piece to put in that can do it if you've got guys around him making plays, but uh, he's not in the Aaron Rodgers category. Uh, Matt Ryan's another guy, I would say, is probably in that ballpark where good enough to, to be average, but if you're asking him to be and elevate to another, yeah, it ain't I mean, going to happen. he got that in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, yeah and, and lost it in the worst possible way yeah. known to mankind. Yeah. Yeah, uh, two, sure. a guy that... I mean, I mean, in a, in a league where we can't find 32 quarterbacks, Matt yeah. Ryan is probably a top 10 guy. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, again, Matt Ryan needs Julio Jones. The, I mean, Tom Brady for his entire career, guys, got rings all over the place. Well, there's one, have one one wide receiver, you know, I mean... Oh, I get it. There's one you know, Brady, but look, I mean, but Matt yeah, Ryan... Rodgers, I think, is like that, too. I think Rodgers is in that conversation. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't put Ryan in, the, in that category, no. but, I mean, he's, you know, certainly... Above average, at the very least. I mean, I, yeah. but even before Julio Jones, he had Roddy White. He was a good target there. Yeah, had, good old Roddy White. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tony Jackson Gonzalez. at the end. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, yep. So it's uh, there's not many of them, and they're not easy to come by, which is why you which is have why to Rivers draft got them. another job. Exactly. <laughs> it. And that's why you, you've got to pick one when you can. I mean, you have to almost take yeah. that risk because they're that hard to come by. Does Jacksonville have the lowest win total going into next season? Uh, anything? I, 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 what was it? I don't even. Did, they never put. Did they even put There's out? There's a lot totals? of five and a halfs out there. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, there, there's some five, uh, five and a halfs out there. I know Carolina is one of them too. Yeah, Not a lot of people are expecting. Um, you know, I don't know how many Miami's going to win. So, even though they got well, 14 at least draft it's picks, it's going to be five probably. Yeah. Yeah, knowing you, depending on what side you bet on, yes, absolutely correct. <laughs> but but Jacksonville, man, oh, I don't know. They could be brutal next Terrible. Time. Yeah, no, it's uh, – and especially if they're looking to trade their defensive end, too. So um, it could be time to hit the reset button, and, and that's exactly what you're seeing there. And it's time to do it. You lost Boo, you lost Ramsey, new everything coming in right now to, uh, to Jacksonville. So uh, let's see how it goes and how long before they're actually – playing home games in London anyway. Yeah. Uh, a quarterback, too, in fantasy last year was Jacoby Brissett. He, mm. was, he was not a starter for anyone in nope. fantasy, but but essentially he was a starter for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. And given the circumstances as to what happened, 
They sent a really good message, essentially saying, well, Andrew Luck retired. We have right. this money. Let's go ahead and sign Brissett to a long-term extension. And through the first 10 games of the season, it appeared like the Colts right. were headed toward having a pretty good year. But then things you know, sort of went the other way. I think that Frank Reich realized, hey, look, we're going to have to get somebody in here. Uh, but apparently, Joe, the interesting part of this is that there was a chance it could have been Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah, uh, and this is a mind-blowing story, too, that, uh, that came out with the fact that he had reached out through channels saying he had a desire to wanting to go. And listen, I don't blame him. That offensive line would be uh, one of the best offensive lines that he's been behind in, in a long, long time. So I get it. I get why he'd want to go there uh, indoors, you know, doesn't have to freeze and all those things that came along with it. Uh, I, I think he's thinks that division might be a little bit more winnable for Indianapolis. I get all of those things, but uh, the problem was he couldn't convince Frank Wright uh, that he was a better option than one Phillip Rivers, apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't. That's yeah. just so strange to me. I mean, yeah. look, look, Wright seems to be, you talk yeah. about coaching, you talk about quarterbacks in the league, coaching could be even worse. Yep. Uh, but he told uh, Kevin Hickey of the USA Today, I did tell you that we did look at guys, and I will tell you that I looked at Brady's tape. The guy is incredible. I mean, I watched all of his tape for the last two years. Right. I think he's still playing at a super high, high level. We know he's one of the best of all time for a reason, with as many championships as he's won. I mean, he still threw a couple of balls right. in games. I'm saying, how is this guy throwing the ball this far? It's incredible. Uh, but they just thought, Joe, that Rivers would be a uh, a better option for that offense. And mm -hmm. and look, I'm I'm here to tell you that Indianapolis, they were in a tougher position last year than any team could possibly be going right up until the season, and then your quarterback retired. That's correct. And, and Luck was one of those elite guys, you know, top five guys. So, uh, you know, I, I think the Colts are probably just trying to patchwork this. Yeah. But that's probably another team in the draft with a late-round pick. I could see them taking one of these quarterbacks that exactly. won't go at the beginning. Yep, exactly it. And I, uh, which, again... Raises a few questions as uh, as far as what do they do with Jacoby Brissett? Now they've said they want him back. They're paying him. I mean, they gave uh, you know two years, what thirty million last year to be that bridge uh, and see what he had. And it started out great, but it just fell off a cliff. Now they really have a you know one and done type of situation here. So that tells you, I think, how much Frank Wright believes in Philip Rivers. He's still got a left enough left in the tank, and I, he believes that Philip is exactly because he was with him with the Chargers there for a while back in 2013. He believes right. this is the guy to be able to run his offense, um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this unfolds. But Frank Wright, he's no dummy. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. So given the chance, Rivers, Brady, and he went Rivers, I think that's telling. I think that not only the Colts, Joe, but we're going to start to hear probably about some other teams, too. Yep. That there was interest or maybe mutual interest. And so when we get closer to the draft and, and some of the coaches start doing their press conferences before the draft and talking to the media, we'll start to hear this. I wonder, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm going to guess we'll find out that three or four other teams were in on Brady that didn't end up pulling the trigger. Or Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, too, a little bit had – this is truly a one-and-done deal with Phillip Rivers. So Brady would never have done that. So Brady, they would have had to guarantee and commit to him for at least two years like Tampa has. Um, here, they – you know, it's a one-year shot with Rivers, and then whatever happens after that, they don't – they're not connected to him, and they're not beholden to him. 
They would have been beholden to a 43, 44, 45-year-old quarterback over the last couple of years, and that's uh, not something that they were willing to do either. Who would you rather, if you had no choice and, and you're in a fantasy draft, let's say you're playing with 12 to 14 teams, mm -hmm. and you're sitting there, all the top quarterbacks are gone, you're like the last person on the board that hasn't taken a quarterback yet, and both Rivers and Brady are out there in fantasy. Who, who would you take for, for this coming season? I would. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know who the draft is yet, and that's going right. to be a big part of it, but yeah. uh, assuming all the weapons are more or less similar, right. where... Marlon Mack is in Indianapolis. T.Y. Hilton's in Indianapolis. I think the Colts need another receiver, too. Pascal played okay for them, but they need another. Uh, they need a tight end uh, also. Yes. Ebron left. Doyle is there. Uh, you know the Bucks have the weapons there in the passing game, but they don't have any in the running game. Yep. And that's uh, different for Brady, too, going into next year as well. To me, it's Rivers, hands down, simply because of the familiarity with the offense. Uh, and with the head coach and the coaching staff. And I don't think, uh, listen, this is going to be a tough sled ahead for, uh, for Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, he's got all the weapons, guys, but they are not going to be afforded the opportunity to do what Brady has done in the past where, you know, during this time of year, fly some guys out to an island and get to know them and do it. Uh, we already know the new CBA cut down practice time. It's cut yep. back on the games and the preseason. So... He is, he is not going to have those same luxuries or the abilities that he had in previous years with a new crop of wide receivers. Uh, and while these guys were all talented, new offense, new coach, new system, not, no time in order to get acclimated while Phillip Rivers walks right into, you know, what's old is new again now, walking in with Frank Wright, knowing exactly uh, what to expect. And he's that much farther ahead of the game. So I would go with Rivers hands down. How about if I how about if I asked you to throw one more quarterback in the mix and, mm -hmm. and his name is Joe Burrow going into 2020? No, I Burrow, don't, yeah. Rivers, Brady. Yeah, I I'm not. I I think Burrow is going to be in for a rude awakening. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's even close to being. I, he's not going to be the same quarterback he was for one year in LSU, guys. I mean, keep in mind, guys. Look. Look at his college career. I Forget know about two last years year. ago he was not he was not a player two years ago. He's not. So what are you going to get in the NFL? More of what you got last year or more of what you got his first three years in college? I tend to believe, listen, given everything aligns right, lightning in a bottle, congratulations. What a college year. Um, that ain't gonna translate into the NFL. Uh, especially I don't trust that coach. Uh, it's a it's a team in it rebuild. So bad last year. I don't know that he's got the respect of that locker room yet. Uh, I think a lot is going to have to do with who is who is the guy mentoring him. Who are you bringing in? Because it, maybe it's Andy Dalton. I, maybe he stays, but I I don't think so. So who is it that you are going to bring in to back this kid up? And I I feel bad for him because it's not going to be what everyone thinks it is. Um, I think it's got bus written all over it. Mm. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but he probably will have his work uh, cut out for him this year. Well, I who's mean, going to be the quarterback we're talking about in five years from now? Because don't forget, we had Jameis and Mariota, right? Um, no, I, I think, I mean, look, I, I do like Burrow. I don't, I'm not going to say that he's going to be a bad quarterback. I just think that he is the best that is out there for this season. And because of the value that they have placed on quarterbacks, that's why he's number one. I know that Trevor Lawrence didn't play as well as Burrow in the championship game, but I think Lawrence is going to be better than Burrow in the NFL. Really, I'm a big, big Lawrence fan. You like he had Trevor that one Lawrence, bad huh? game last year, but yep. yeah, I really do. I 
think he's going to be a, a superstar in the NFL. And look, the uh, listen, the the coordinator of LSU, if I'm not mistaken, left to go back to the NFL, didn't he? Brady, he did. Joe Brady. Joe Brady went. Uh, yes, he's Carolina. In Carolina now. Yes, yep. got paid a lot of money to be a coordinator with Matt Rule. So, uh, look, I, I can't take anything away from Burrow. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have great weapons, in my opinion. If A.J. Green is not back, that's a disaster for him because Duck. Boyd is not a great second wide receiver. They really don't have a tight end. Mixon could hold out. I mean, Mixon's going yep. into his final year without and a deal. I'd be very scared about drafting yep. him in fantasy yep. right now. If I was and I don't that. blame but, him. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. We'll come back with one final segment as we close it out here on this Thursday afternoon. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. This is Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we get ready to close out our edition here of Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, Joe, what's on the menu for you uh, the rest of the day here? Yeah. How many other uh, hosting more shows, producing more shows? What you got going? Yeah, I got a lot more. Uh, got a lot more shows to uh, to dive into here today. Got to uh, produce a couple. Got to uh, put together. Obviously, with the draft coming up, we're uh, real busy doing uh, mock drafts and those types of things uh, behind the scenes. So trying to sure. get uh, ready. And it's I can't even believe it. It's here we are, first week in uh, in April and. You know, we would have been waiting for the Final Four, I believe, this weekend, and then the national championship on Monday. Yeah. But um, that is not to be here. But I will again recommend people watch the scheme on HBO. Uh, since we're all stuck inside anyway, watch that documentary and know that HBO planned it to be premiering right around this time. That's about, right. Uh, and this is, I hope you're sitting down, but kids are apparently getting paid. To go to colleges in basketball, it's shocking. I know that's, that's like breaking news. Here I can't. It's like you know, like somebody wanted to be part of a shoe deal, picking up the you know, and texting uh, Craig, and then it's it gets to be a whole nightmare. It's the same type of situation here, though. There are middlemen who get the money and the goodwill to these players. And these players eventually signed with uh, colleges. What a shock. I can't believe it. It, it is shocking to hear all that. And, uh, and shocking that Rick Patino would have been involved in any of that. Yes. But, hey, 
I own it. Here we come, baby. Iona. That's it. Here we come. You're doing it the right way yep. at Iona. I mean, yep. I, I would, I, I would almost guarantee Iona. By the way, becomes a good team in like two, three years. Like they're back at yeah. And that's it's, the that's the crazy part about it is that it, they it's always not all it smoke and mirrors. It's not. The guy is a great basketball coach. He's won at every level and everywhere he's gone. He really has. Hookers so. aside, but yes, he's done that. <laughs> Maybe not aside, inside. Inside, exactly. Inside. He's actually, and I think he'll be great for that conference. Of course. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, listen, I, I love it when these guys resurface, and they almost mm-hmm. always do well. It's just yep. amazing to see, and they do. Yep. They always have success. It's like yep. uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's going to go to Mississippi. He'll probably be good there, too. You know, like, no matter, I mean, and Lane Kiffin didn't have any kind of issues like Rick Pitino. I don't even want no. to put them in this category. But in terms of name recognition, yes. I think that, that you can see that guys go to these teams and they end up having success. They stay two, three years, and they get back on again, and then they end up with a good school again. To get any crazier? Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, oh, Nick Say. I mean, the oh. SEC is a hot mess on so many levels, guys. It's not even funny. You know, what the SEC t- look, the SEC's always been the king, mm-hmm. but it really it opened everyone's eyes, I think, a couple of years ago, right when when Jimbo Fisher left FSU to go yes. to Texas A and M, it's like right. Jimbo Fisher's riding high. He's at FSU. He's yep. winning the league every year. It's like there was no reason for him to leave ever. He could have yep. been the king in Tallahassee, like Bobby Bowden for thirty years. But yep. that was that a SEC lot of money. money. Seventy million yeah. was a lot of money to walk away from. That so. SEC money comes calling, and that's uh that's the end of the story yep. so it's going to be a hot mess and fun to watch here this year though but you know i mean lane kiffin did a great job rebuilding the he uh FAU here Amazing. and building it up good for him man absolutely i i'm rooting for him i do like him i think he's also a very good head coach and i do think uh the nfl will come calling for him one day yeah he's, he's listen he just he, for some reason he wears out his welcome like super quick wherever yeah. he is like yeah. how do you how do you how do you leave Alabama so quickly after being the offensive coordinator and then like coming out after and saying, oh, if I was still the offensive coordinator, I would have, we would have won that game when uh, Alabama lost. To yeah. Shots fired at Nick Saban. Yeah, it's obvious Nick Saban and him didn't get along very well. So not a, uh, not a surprise there. So with, with all of the great choices that we have on television, I'm being facetious, but with, mm-hmm. with some of the great choices that we have on television, I caught something last night that I wanted to uh, talk about here. Okay. Uh, back in 2000, 1999, uh, when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we're going back, wow, we're going back almost 20 years. I, remem- I remember at the time somebody introducing me to uh, a magician, and they're like, oh, he's going to be the next big thing, and whatever. His name was David Blaine. As it, as it turns out, they were a million percent right. Right. And uh, David Blaine became, became like the David Copperfield over the last 20 years. Yep. And he had a television special last night. Uh, Derek Jeter had a piece in it. And again, they, they taped this a while ago, so this was not recent. But uh, Michael Jordan was in it as well. And it wasn't so much about seeing the athletes and the celebrities that were on the show. And I know that David Blaine's had some crazy stunts where he's like locked himself in boxes right. for like long periods of time without eating. But uh, Joe, have you ever like been to magic shows? Are you into magic? Are you into illusions? Like some people love, like we talked about how much how many people love these big cats. There's some people who just love magic. They're like super into it, try to figure out how to do magic tricks. Have you ever been that guy? I absolutely yes, I love it. Love the card tricks. Love the street magic. Um, you know, I always love the guys on the the three card money guys and the and the follow the ball, the three cup guys. I mean, it's just. Um, 
Vegas is filled with a bunch of uh, a bunch of shows like that too. If you've ever been there, there was even a great magic movie over the last couple of years, and I got I gotta remember the name of it. It was a uh, you know a magic um, you know robbery kind of thing, but it's I've always uh, America's Got Talent has some great ones that come on there. The theatrics and the selling job of uh, magicians always amazing to me. Yeah, and uh, that was at least caught my eye for mm-hmm. an hour or two yesterday. But I just remember meeting David Blaine. Yeah. And, and it was just like, it, I one of the producers for ABC was a fraternity brother of mine. Mm. And I just remember him saying like, oh, do you want to meet somebody? He's going to eventually be a big star. I'm like, okay. And it was like, oh, David Blaine, nice to meet you. And we were just talking, you know, just random conversation. And um, and I left thinking, ah, you know, and, and it was true. I mean, I mean, you don't hear about him as much now as you did maybe five, ten years ago. But right. certainly when it comes to magic, and you mentioned street magic, and he's like, no doubt. In the, yeah, he's, he has gotten sued over the last couple. There's some really, some really crazy stories with David Blaine. But when he was coming up, um, those first couple of specials that he did, and they weren't long, you know, they were like little bit pieces that they would leak out and... And the reactions on, for the people were like, ooh! Crazy. Yeah, when he elevated off the ground, that was the end of it for That's people. Right. That was, that was right. his move, man. And that was, that was truly the end of it. And then he made... Is that real? What's that? That was real. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, that was real. How did he do that? Yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, there's guys Dude, that we spend... figure that out on this show, how to levitate... I we think probably we could can. make the camera look like we could. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think you can because now YouTube's got the answer for it. There was a guy, if you remember right, that was like wearing a mask. He, would, he actually went on and gave all the behind the scenes, the secrets to how oh, it is it. that these guys do it. And then a lot of magicians wanted right. a band. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. And so you were you were into like card tricks? Like you oh, would big go time, yeah. yeah. And every yeah. time I'd learn a great card trick or something like that, and... I'd forget it. And I'm like, I can't remember. I can't believe I love doing that card trick, and I can't remember it now. I'm going to challenge you to do a card trick on the show. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I mean, that's one. something that we could actually pull off with like, yes. the camera. Like, we, yes. we can't do a lot, but yep. that's something that we could pull off. Absolutely. Yes. And it'll be even better if I screw it up, which I probably will, but it'll be worth it. I'm doing it. It would be worth a watch. I'm doing sure. it, damn it. Let's go. All right. Uh, uh, also, this story, I caught this story caught my eye. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, former NBA player. Uh, according to CBS Sports, because of the pandemic, at least, I, I mean, I guess he's blaming it on the pandemic somehow, uh, but his kids racked up a $16,000 credit card bill upgrading and buying all the upgrades and advancements and levels on Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say this. Uh, my my kids have played different games and mm-hmm. with the apps online, and those bills can be hefty. like. I would see a bill at the end of the month every once in a while, and it could have been a hundred bucks right. or two hundred bucks. Like I've been there, yep. and that's a big number. Sixteen thousand dollars. I can't in a, in like. I yeah. mean, this has only been going on two weeks. Yep. Like sixteen thousand. What are you, what are you buying on Fortnite that costs sixteen thousand like dollars? Colors. It's like yeah, it becomes a. Um... Uh, it, it really does become look what I have and you don't have kind of situation going that on with those high, play. Sixteen grand. It's on iTunes. Uh, listen, I a couple of years ago, my nephew called me um, and asked me for my credit card number and gave what? me this sob story about how oh, my sister wasn't there, but 
you know, he really needed this. Uh, he needed to buy something. And this was when Fortnite first came out, and I didn't right. know. And he's like, you know, I just, I got I, I to gotta, uh, buy entry into this. I was going to play a little tournament. I'm like, all right. You know, I gave him the number. I had not thinking about it. And then, yeah, and then I got a, uh, I got a $600 uh, really? uh, bill, yeah, that he, because oh uh, I had forgotten, I guess, I'm like, all right, just, you know, whatever it is. Oh, he attached it. it to, like, the iTunes or something. And, and that was it, that was it, and he was buying uh, himself yeah. new skins, uh, weapons, like, yeah, like, he was the talk of his crew so there, you know? What did you do when you got the bill? Oh, now, you know, he, yeah, he, he did a lot of car washing. Uh, I got my 600 bucks for it. Trust me when I tell you, yeah, there wasn't a lot of things I needed done around. Yeah, he was more than happy to help at that point. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, $600 for Yeah, like, I I mean, I I think that the most that I've seen a bill for my kids at the end of the month would be like 100 or 200 bucks. But still, that's a lot, like, to spend on upgrades on games and buying tokens and all that stuff. Yep, yep. And that's exactly what it is. And a lot of it, too, is that at least on the games that I've seen, is that you're you're buying things that you can actually get in the game for free if you're That's patient correct. and you wait. That's correct. But but, but for nine ninety nine, you don't have to wait. You could get it right now. Nope. Exactly like, correct. Wait. Oh, yep. I don't want to wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow? You can't yep. wait till tomorrow for ten dollars for me. And they start getting into those group with their friends and stuff. And you know, there's always one kid in the group who's. You know, he's already bought it. His parents gave it to him. So then everyone else has got it. It's just, it, it, it can get out of hand in a hurry. It's like playing online poker. Like, don't go to online casinos either. That, too, can get out of hand yeah, in a yeah. hurry. Well, I hope it, my seven-year-old is not playing at all. Yeah, online. well, when, you know, when you're not touching the money and, and you're just hitting buttons, it's amazing uh, how you lose actual reality of, uh, of how much you're spending. It's amazing. Yeah, it is true. Um, uh, kind of off, off that topic of, of that, but, you know, I think Joe's gives some good advice. Keep in mind, yeah. Joe's giving you his credit card. Exactly correct. Um, Alex Rodriguez is like, keeps popping up in the news again. Like, it's just always something. Yep. Um, first, of course, was the broadcasting with ESPN. Is he good? Is he bad? It's been going on for a while. He's got his own television show. It comes out that, at least in a story, and I apologize for not getting the credit right, but a story that was published that uh, the president of the United States reached out to him for yep. one reason or another, and who knows if that was real or fake. We don't really don't know. And, and then, uh, all of a sudden, Joe, what is this about uh, Paula Duca saying that that A-Rod is fake or is not real or something like that? I mean, of all the people who to say this, by the way, the credibility for me with Paula Duca isn't exactly I, that high. I was going to say, there's got to be, yeah, like you said, Paula Duca is not exactly one of the, uh, uh, one of the most uh, understanding guys that I've ever seen. But he said, um, he just considers A-Rod one of the fakest people out there and never admitting to his steroid use and doing those types of things and not being able to get along with Derek Jeter says a lot about who he is and uh, just shredded him from, from head to toe. I mean, listen. A-Rod, I think it's just look at me. I'm going to make some news. That's yeah, why. I, exactly. I, don't, I don't really hold A-Rod accountable on this one. Are you sitting on top of that moral what? That moral horse now? Is that what you're doing there, Paul Dever? Oh, do we really know everything, uh, you know, about was you? He, I think he was in the Mitchell Report. Yeah, exactly correct. So he says he owned up to it immediately, though. You know, his... Uh, Maybe when- so. Maybe so. I don't know if that... But but either way, it's like... I don't know. Like, look, there's a lot Why of now? different like, accountability yeah. issues for A-Rod. But in this particular situation, I'm looking at the source, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Here. And yep. and by the way, LaDuca says some really stupid things online, too. I think last year he said, he like... 
like the, the Marlins would never yep. like they got they got swept by the Mets. He said that they would never win a series the rest of the year, and then mm-hmm. the next series they ended up sweeping the Mets. Like right. it just. And he yeah. played for the, the Marlins, Leduca, too. So I, I don't even know. Yeah, he's, uh, he, his answer was, uh, you know, you, you, $260 million you make. And people are like, wow, he's successful. Well, yeah, he's successful. He's got paid over $500 million in his career. So apparently it just takes money to make money, apparently. So, but he didn't, own any of, he didn't earn any of that $500 million, according to Paul Leduca, that, of course, he's successful. He made $500 million. He also hit 50 home runs every year. So let me understand this. So Leduca and A-Rod are taking the same stuff, essentially, and A-Rod's hitting yeah, 15, exactly Leduca's hitting correct. 12. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he only won one World Series, apparently. That, yeah, Leduca was on fire. I, I just totally on fire. And, I, don't, I don't know. What's, I mean, I, is he with Barstool now? Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, and he said that uh, the relationship with J-Lo has apparently turned him into a saint, which is the only reason why he's uh, with her. I have no, I have no idea where this is all coming from. I, hey, look, if, if, I guess in this day and age, if you just go, wow. like, especially these days right. where there's nothing happening, if you're willing to go and blast somebody, like you're A-Rod's probably going like, to get some attention. That's fish in a barrel. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's so old news. It's so far removed. It's like, come on. Dude, I you... think A-Rod's done a good job reinventing himself. Fantastic. And on a number I mean, of different occasions. I've enjoyed it. Seeing, yep. And he has his kids involved a lot, yep. too. I mean, I... I mean, listen, I don't think he's a great broadcaster by any means, but yeah. still the fact that he's been able to take such a negative in his exactly. life with, with everything that's happened to him and, and turn it into being a popular person again, I, yep. you know, I, I, I applaud him. For I got him. no problem with uh, A-Rod. Listen, you take it all away. The guy was still a beast, no matter what you think. Uh, no matter what you think of him, he was an absolute beast. Still 600 home runs in his career. Guy yeah. was uh, guy was an all-star, played for yeah. a long, long time. Still would have taken him on my team. Would have drafted him any time. So, I mean, yeah. come on. How many Listen, fantasy he'll, teams he'll, was he on? He'll, exactly. 50 home runs, 50 yeah. home runs. Exactly. Yep. Listen, he is a, another guy like Clemens and Bonds that mm-hmm. that is going to wait his nine years. Yep. They're not going to vote him in for nine years. And then on the 10th year. He's going to get there. They're going to put him in the Hall of Fame, just like they're going to do Clemens and Bonds. They That's make correct. you wait in purgatory for all this time, and then That's eventually. Correct. They give you their due. Yep. All right. Our due is up here for this edition of Fantasy Sports Today. But fret not. We will be back right here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, for another edition of the show right here on Sports Grid, talking about everything happening in the world. Hopefully, we can open the show up tomorrow with no hacking. Yes. Uh, no cancellations in sports, mm. and maybe some good news. Like, we yeah. just really use some good news. So hopefully we'll have that for you on tomorrow's edition for the show. But enjoy the programming the rest of the day right here on Sports Grid. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 11. For Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish, and we'll talk to you on the flip side. Have a great night, everybody. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. 
So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 